Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. Do you have leadership goals set? Not personal goals, not organizational goals, but your leadership development. Do you have goals set around how you are developing and growing as a leader? If not, stay tuned because I'm going to give you three strategies that are going to help you create some goals that are really specific to your leadership development growth. Why? Why is that so important? Because you, my dear, need to continue to grow and develop. That's what really makes you stand out as a leader is when you are growing your skills, your capacity as a um, person who's in integrity, who is better able at managing your emotions, perhaps becoming an emotionally intelligent leader, staying composed. Perhaps you need to work on speaking or communicating or conflict resolution or sharing your voice at meetings more. Those are things maybe you're developing. And without some specific goals around them, they sort of sit in the peripheral. And if you're like a lot of leaders, you will have maybe a performance appraisal with some goals on it. Many of you haven't had a performance appraisal in a long time. Or you have goals, but they're, again, more organizational goals. You want to take your team and get through accreditation. You want to expand a program, something that's really more organizational. But this is really about you developing yourself. And when you start to do that, you will start to feel stronger, more confident, more capable, more composed. People around you will be uh, more inclined to follow you and respect you and really lean into the leadership you're offering. Because again, this comes from this inner power and that's what we're talking about. So I want you to think about, you know, as you create some goals, what is it that you need to do to make these magical goals? And I'm going to give you these three strategies. The first one I want you to know is that we are teleological beings, but our targets are sometimes too big. So the first thing that you need to do is create short term goal targets, one to three months. Uh, you know, we are, as I record this, the beginning of the year. And so often people will sit, sit down and create, you know, annual goals. That's fine. But I'm really talking about taking maybe those annual goals or just taking a look at what is it you want to develop, grow, um, learn in the next one to three months. In my course in the training library, Quarterly Goal Setting and Planning, I really walk you through how to do this. And one of the things that we look at is really about stopping and breaking these down more. And so I'm mean, the next two strategies really go a little bit more into that. So the first one is we're teleological, but break it down into one to three month goals. The second thing I want you to focus on that's really going to create your goals that magically change things in a way that you probably haven't experienced before is I want you to stop and think about if I achieve this goal, if I change, grow, develop, uh, get to this point, how will that make me feel? And how is that feeling different than what I'm feeling now? And I want you to stop and really think about the emotions, the feelings that you're aiming for. So if your goal is to become more organized, 
Why? What's the point in getting a new day timer and, you know, organizing your calendar and maybe setting it up in color coding or getting a new file system or some project management software? What's the point? The point is maybe you will feel calmer. Maybe you'll feel more prepared. Perhaps you will feel more freedom to go at the end of your day because you feel more organized and know what to expect. Perhaps you will feel more um, organized in that things are segmented differently so you can move between a meeting with the staff to the meeting with the board to some planning for the upcoming retreat to from moving from one thing to another with more ease, with less of that residue. Do you know how when you go from you sit down and you go to go to work on a project and you're still thinking about that meeting that just happened or you're like, I, I got to hurry up because I have to plan for this next thing. That's hard and it keeps you fragmented. So maybe the feeling that you're looking for is to be more chunked into to compartments where this compartment, I'm focused on this, set it down, put it aside, move to the next compartment, more organized. Perhaps you're looking to have more uh, a goal around your relationships. So more engaged with your team, more supportive of your team. You want to coach them more. You want to help them reach their potential more. What's the feeling? Maybe the feeling you're looking for is pride. I want to feel pride, proud of my team. I want to, I want to feel excited about their growth and development. I want to um, feel uh, honored that I have these people on my team. I want to feel happy. I want to feel excited. I want to feel engaged. I want to feel supportive. What's the feeling? And so that's the second step. You know, if I look at what I want to do in the next one to three months and what feeling do I want to create? So let's say it is around teamwork and you really want to take your team and make them a more cohesive team. You want to be a stronger leader. You want to focus on teamwork. You want to build that group up. So in the next one to three months, so let's say three months, the next three months, what might that look like? Well, it might look like our staff meetings have more conversation, less sort of me standing up at the front of the room or at the front of the Zoom call speaking and more engagement and more freedom for ideas to flow. And, and maybe there's more acceptance when people push back and people are willing to engage in that conversation. Great. So that's the goal. What's that feeling? Perhaps that feeling is a little bit of excitement or maybe you're even aware that there's a little bit of nervousness as the conversations are more um, raw. Maybe they're more authentic. They're more real. There's more emotion in the meeting and you're like, oh, I don't know. It's a little bit, it makes me a little bit nervous, but also excited. Because what I realize is when we get to that point when we're able to have those deeper conversations that will actually get somewhere. Social intelligence piece. I need to be able to read people better and know when I can push a little bit more or when to back off. That means I need to get better at managing my, my emotions and staying composed when things get a little bit tense because my tendency is to when, when there's conflict or when I feel stuff is I just shut the conversation down and I move on to the next agenda item. But I know that if we're going to develop to be a more cohesive team, if we want to engage and grow and develop, we do need to stretch a little bit into some of those difficult conversations. And I need to be able to sit with that uncomfortableness. And I need to be able to help the team sit a little bit longer with that uncomfortableness. That's the skills I need to grow. The next thing is the mindset shifts I need to make. Okay, if I am nervous right now, my mindset, my thoughts, 
the beliefs I have and beliefs are just things you say to yourself over and over again. So we're talking about how do I need to change those beliefs? How do I need to shift those mindsets? Perhaps it's that I can handle tougher conversations. I'm willing to sit with the discomfort for a 30 second period longer than normal. I know that doing this is going to be important for our team rather than, oh my God, I hate conflict and I just don't want to deal with this. It's shifting your mindset. And to help you do that, perhaps, and this goes back to the skill development stuff, is I need to go through the inner guidance cycle that I teach you in Mastering Confidence, my book in Mastering Confidence, um, to learn to manage those thoughts, to shift those perspectives and to come up with a new mindset. I need to practice that. I need to go through some of those journaling exercises. I need to get, get a handle on that. So that's the habits, or so the mindset. The habits I need to cultivate is the next one. And this is what is really defines the third point that I want to talk about. So short-term goals, really thought, think about how you want to feel. And then the third point is the habits. And when we're talking about habits, we need to look at what are the things that I can do to influence this goal? You know, often what I hear when, when people are talking is, I want these two teammates to get along better. I'm going to try and help them get along better, but they need to stop taking things so personally, or they need to stop making those little digs every time they get turned off at a staff meeting or they, no, 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 no. It's not about them. It's about you. What do you need to do different habitually need to do different on a regular basis? Perhaps what you need to do is you need to meet one-to-one -one with those staff more often. And so the habit you need to create is once a week, I have, you know, 15 minutes for each of these staff where I'm meeting one-to-one -one with them. So the habit is that regular contact. So you start to look at, um, you know, the, the habit of meeting with them. But another habit that you might need to create again is around that mindset shift. So maybe the habit you need to create is before I go into that one-to-one -one meeting with the staff, I need to sit down and need to write out the thoughts I want to have rather than uh, me going into that meeting saying, okay, you need to stop taking things so personally. I need to have the mindset of patience. I need to have the mindset of compassion. I need to listen. And when I hear them talk about things personally, I mean, I need to activate some of my coaching skills. If you need some help with coaching skills, there's another course in the training library about how to coach your staff. But I need to kind of go back and ask them some questions. And instead of, you know, reprimanding them or being a mom and telling them to stop taking things so personally, I need to activate some of those questions. What's going on for you when you when you hear that comment? What's another way of thinking of this? If we were to work together as a team more cohesively, what do you think we would all need to do to get to that next step? Those are some of those coaching questions you might want to ask. And so the habit that you're creating before you're going into this one-to-one -one meeting is to write down some of those things so that you're prepared. So I know I've added a lot, but I want you to, to stop and think about, you know, it's not just that I have to write down a goal. My team will get along better and I'm going to be a better leader at that. It's really that you have to break that down. And that's why it's so, so important to do this on a short-term basis. If you really focus, let's say your goal is around three months and you say, I'm really going to focus on one-to-one -one meetings for the next month. I'm just going to get them laid out into my calendar. That's my first step. And the habit I'm going to create is that 
I have 15 minute calls with each staff, but the 15 minutes before that call is also booked off. And that's when I'm going to do some of that prep work. I'm going to get my mindset in the right place. I'm going to start to think about some questions that I might be able to ask. I'm going to maybe do a couple deep breaths to, to calm my nerves. I might do some power posing so that I'm boosting my confidence. But those are the habits I'm going to create so that I am changing the type of leader I am. I'm changing my mindset. I'm changing my control over my my emotions so that I'm learning to manage my emotions better when I go into some of those tough conversations. If you're going to set goals for yourself, make sure that your goals come back to something that is a really strong target. Remember, we're teleological. We do better when we have a target. So the goal isn't always that. The outcome is more that the team gets along better. The goal might be something that you can really actively, I always tell people, create little boxes in your day timer, mark things on your calendar, create a spreadsheet. I just write things down in my little notebook. But something that you can that you can tangibly tick off. Did I spend 15 minutes preparing for this meeting today? Yes. Tick. Done. Did I schedule another meeting before the end of that call? Yes. Tick. Done. Did I make some notes about my mindset before I went into that conversation? Tick, done, three out of three. That's targets. That's what really activates that inner sort of desire for us to achieve things. So if you want to create these magical goals, break them down so that you have those specific targets, tick box, tick box, tick box, that you can say, I've done this, I've achieved this. One of the mistakes that we often make when we're setting goals is that we create projects instead of goals. David Allen, in his, he kind of wrote the, the Bible around productivity. He really breaks down projects into action steps. And that's what really, when you're talking about goal attainment, you have to do. Over the year, I want to be a better leader. Over the next three months, I want to engage my team in conversations better. In the next month, I'm going to have one-to-one meetings with my staff. In the next week, I'm going to schedule a meeting with that staff and I'm going to schedule planning time. Break it down. I want to feel organized. I want to feel engaged. I want to feel supportive. Focus on the feeling and really do the work to break down your goals, focus on the feeling, and then really work on the habits, mostly around mindset, that you need to create to make this happen. When you do that work, my dear, you're really going to start to create magical goals that you can achieve. Again, if you need some help, I'll put the links in below for the webinar in the training library that I really break down the the steps to create those goals. And if you, the training library is my membership site where there's ongoing training and development and courses. But in there, there's also courses and webinars around um, really looking at how to create the curriculum that you then need to focus on to achieve your goal. I think sometimes as leaders, one of the things that we do is we've been so trained and so used to taking courses and I'm going to register for this course. I'm going to work through these units. I'm going to complete it and then la la la, I'm going to be all good. And that's not always the way it works. What we now have to do as leaders, because we're at a different stage, is really focus on what do I need to learn? I've taken the course of conflict resolution. I've done that work. Why am I not applying it? And so then you need to come back and start to look at 
developing your own curriculum. What do I need to do? What do I need to learn? I need to understand my mindset better. I need to understand my thoughts better. I need to understand my emotions better. I need to understand why I get triggered by this and start to look at some of that stuff. And that's where that curriculum can help you. Maybe you've taken a course, but, but again, you've struggled to apply it. David Allen, like I said, does a does a whole, um, his book is around organization. And, uh, you know, when we think about something that we've done, we often haven't applied it. I've taken the course, read the book, but I haven't actually done the work. And that's where really sitting down and creating your goals so that you look at now what? Now what do I do on a daily basis to achieve this goal? You can't set a goal and leave it for three months or six months and then go, okay, I'm going to you know finish it. I often use the analogy of if you want to be a good parent, you cannot wait till your kid is 17 and a half to start being a good parent. Doesn't work that way. You have to be that good parent on a day-to-day-to-day basis. And that's what's going to take you from creating these goals that maybe you achieve but are sort of more out there to really strong goals that really help you be a better leader, a more authentic leader, a more confident leader, a more composed leader is when you take and you create magical goals. And those magical goals happen when you make them short term, you focus on feelings, and you really create the habits that you need to create to make those habits and are those goals an activated ongoing thing that you are doing on a regular basis. And that's, my dear, what's going to move you from surviving to thriving in both your leadership and your life. Go make the rest of your day awesome, my dear. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the Training Library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome. Awesome.